This week we begin the second Chumash, the Chumash of Shemais, which is uh, an amazing Chumash. It's really the story of the formation of the Jewish people, the Jewish nation. Whereas Chumash Bereshis was the story of our Oves, Yosef HaTzadik, the super tzaddikim that inspired and gave energy and koyach and direction for the Jewish nation that's to be, but we didn't really become yet Klal Yisrael and Chumash Bereshis. Chumash Shemais is really divided between the story of Golos, of exile in, in Mitzrayim, um, and the intense exile of Mitzrayim, followed by the tremendous, miraculous redemption um, throughout with the Ten Plagues, with the Makis, and uh, ultimately Yekiris Yamsuf. So we were totally redeemed from Mitzrayim. And then we have the giving of Torah, when we actually become um, the Am HaNifchar, the chosen nation, Hashem's nation, and the recipient of Torah and Mitzvahs. And the last few parshas are about the Mishkan, where we construct a dwelling place for Hashem to live with us in this world. So really, the story of the Jewish people is becoming a nation. Again, Golos, exile, followed by Geula, redemption, followed by Torah, Mitzvahs, and making a Mishkan, a Besamikdash, for Hashem. And Mir Hashem, over the next weeks, we'll go through step by step. And of course, especially with us today, still in Golos, waiting for Gula, waiting for Mashiach, the messages of the Schumish are very powerful as far as Golos and Gula, because this all comes from this story, the way it was in our first Golos and Gula. Um, but today's Parsha Shemais, and this Parsha itself is the most extreme of Golos, of exile. Um, the parsha begins that Yosef is going to die, all of the Shvatim are going to die, um, a new king is going to rise in Mitzrayim, and he's going to begin really the bondage of the Jewish people with the slavery and servitude and, and very terrible decrees. And that's only going to get worse throughout this parsha. So even though we do meet Moshe Rabbeinu in this parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is born, and he's given the shlichas, he's given the mission from Hashem to go to Pari and to free the Jewish people, but at least in this week's parsha, that mission is not fulfilled. He goes to Pari, but instead of effecting their redemption, uh, actually what seems to happen is a intensification of the difficulties of the Saras of that Golos. To the point that in the last uh, psukim of this parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu turns to Hashem in a, some form of desperation, and he says, "Lama hari hazeh, lama shlachtoni. Why did you do? Why did you do so bad for this nation? Why did you send me? It only made it worse for them." And that's really the tone on which the parsha finishes. So definitely, the parsha more than any other um, that describes Golos, that describes describes exile um, and its difficulties. At the same time, within the exile, we already have the seeds of redemption and definitely messages of how, even when we're in Golos, even when we're in exile, what are the most important things for us to do in order to be on track to get out of Golos, to get out of um, exile and go into Geula. One of the, one of the very, very beautiful idea, and I remember actually hearing it from the Rebbe myself, is in the very first Pasuk of the Parsha. 
It says, Ve'ele Shemais B'nei Yisrael. This is the names of the Jewish people, Haboim Mitzrayim, that are coming to Mitzrayim. And it goes on to list the names of the Shvatim. And the question is, in the actual wording of the Pasuk, it says, these are the names that are Haboim Mitzrayim, that are coming to Mitzrayim. Now really, they've been in Mitzrayim a long time already. Um, in the previous Chumash, it's already Parshas Vayigash, that all of the Shvatim came down to Mitzrayim. Now is the end of their lives. So we're talking about a hundred years later. Um, so grammatically, if the Torah wants to repeat and tell us that these are the ones who came to Mitzrayim, it should have said, Asher Bo'u Mitzrayim, Bo'u in past tense. These are the names of the Shvatim who came to Mitzrayim. But again, the wording is not that they came, but these are the ones who are coming, as if they're just coming today. What does that mean? And the way the Rebbe explained it is he said that a Yid, in order for a Yid to be successful in upholding his Yiddishkeit and his Amunah, um, even in Golos, is when he always feels that this is not his place and that it's just as if he just came here this minute. He's not settled here, this is not his land, this is not his people. Um, he doesn't make peace, if you will, with the situation and the surroundings and the circumstances. But he feels, this is not my place, this is where I do not belong, I'm leaving here shortly, I'm just here, I just, I'm just coming, I'm just coming now, I have a mission, I have to do or something for Hashem, or whatever reason. So it's just, it's as if I came here this moment. And with that, he remains above the Mitzrayim that surrounds him. You know, we're still very much under the impression of the great Yeshua, the great salvation of my uncle, Reb Shalmarachai Rabashkin, who was in prison for eight years, and uh, just uh, two weeks ago, um, was suddenly let out. And it's a story that, that really rocked the uh, from Jewish world, and has so many different beautiful ideas and lessons to it. Um, when he was called out of his cell and told that you're free to go home. So in the warden's office, they told him what I guess is protocol to tell every prisoner that's for so long in prison. They said, listen, you were here eight years. The first thing you got to do is you have to um, go visit uh, psychologists and spend some time there in order to be able to reacclimate into a regular society. After all, it's a different world out there. That makes sense. Shalomarche smiled and he says, that would have been if I would be here for eight years. I was never really here. And with that he smiled and he left. And indeed, he didn't need any reacclimation. He didn't definitely didn't need any psychologist. He went straight from there to the Besmerdash, to the Shul, to 770, to this Rebbe, to that Rebbe, to Fabring, to speak, to inspire, as if he was walking straight out of Yeshiva. Because as he said, he was never really there. Now, interestingly, this was him talking about himself, but there's a story that happened a couple of years ago where someone else said that to him in a different circumstance. And I remember when the story happened, um, it's just, just one day in jail, and someone was passing by, um, another prisoner, and Shalom was writing on the computer, he was writing his divrei and he asks the guy, he says, you know, can you bring me a cup of water, you know, from the sink over there? And the guy ignored him and kept on walking. A day or two later, this other prisoner comes to him and says, you know, Rabashkin, I should really kill you. He says, kill me? Why? What did I do? He says, what do you mean, what did you do? You embarrassed me in front of my men. You know, don't you know that I'm the head, or the leader, or whatever it's called, of, of the gang here? 
And you know, my word is law here. And here you just, in front of my men, in front of my people, you're asking me for water as if I'm a common person. Really, I should kill you. So Shalom Archei says, he says, he apologizes profusely. He says, I'm sorry, I had no idea. I didn't know there's a gang. I didn't know you were the head of the gang. And he's explaining himself. And this, this other prisoner looks at him with just a contempt. And he says, Rabashkin, you're not even here. You know, you, your, your head is not here. You're just not part of us. And he walked off. So here we have that the prisoner himself is saying, he's looking at the Yid and saying, you're not part of, you're not here. You don't see what's going on. You're not part of this. You're in a different, you're in a world all by yourself. And that's really the message of Haboy Mitzrayim. That on the one hand, we today were in Golis, we're in exile for almost 2,000 years that we're outside of, um, that we've been exiled from the land of Israel. We don't have our base Amikdash and we don't have our own, our own independence. We live amongst uh, Goyim and non-Jews and people who have a totally different belief systems than us. And the success of Klal Yisrael and keeping strong to their Amuna and keeping strong to their faith is that wherever they are, they're not part of it. They hold their distance, they hold their separateness. Of course, not in a condescending way and not in a way to try to create divisiveness, but in a way of the pride of being a Yid, of having a our special relationship with Hashem and His Torah and Mitzvahs. Which leads into one other idea. And the Medrash says, that what special zechus did we have when we left Egypt? We know that many of the Jews were not so religious in Egypt. And there was a lot going on, um, even idolatry in some cases. And yet the Medrash says that there were three things that kept us. And was, they didn't change their names, they didn't change their way of dress, and they didn't change their language. Now you think about it, names, form of dress, and language, none of them are real big mitzvahs. There's no commandment to have a Hebrew name. Uh, there's no commandment to have our own language, to talk Hebrew or whatever Yiddish language. Um, and when it comes to dress, there's no commandment to dress, Jewish dress, Jewish garb. You know, as long as one is tznis, as one is modest, what's, what, what's the significance of dressing like a Jew? But the significance of all of these three is the pride of, and not becoming part of everyone else. They're not mitzvahs. They're not commandments. They're a question of maintaining our dignity. That we're not here, we're not looking to mix in, we're not looking to assimilate, we're not looking to become part of everyone else. We recognize that we're different and we're Hashem's nation. And as long as we recognize that and we don't become part of our surroundings, then as long as the Golos might be, we're assured that we're going to get out of it. And we're going to go out of that Golos with an, with an, in an upright way, um, with the what's called the Goin Yankev, the proud, of, the pride that is of Klal Yisrael. No, Hashem should help that from this parsha of Golos and learning the messages of how you should be in Golos. We should come to the next parsha and the parsha of Geula, and all the steps of Geula may be speedily even before we get to the next parsha with the coming of Mashiach. A good